This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with my beautiful wife, Remy. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. It's our first episode of the new year. Had quite the busy couple weeks. It's been a busy yes. couple weeks. Happy New Year. And a happy, healthy, blessed, hopefully everybody out there celebrating, got your goals, got your New Year's resolutions. You don't mm-hmm. you don't write down resolutions, you write down goals. I write down goals. I love that. Like exactly what I want to do, how I'm going to do it, like, you know. Step my, by my step. Goals. Yes. You get the kids involved. It's I do. it's pretty cool. I love it. It's an it's an awesome thing. Our special guest this week is 10-year NFL veteran Brandon Copeland. He last played with the Baltimore Ravens earlier this season and uh, I spoke to him last week. Last week was in we talk about this show being called Faith on the Field. We saw a whole lot of faith on the field, and it started with Monday Night Football when Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field, went into cardiac arrest, needed to be resuscitated. He is now, thankfully, doing okay. He was fortunate enough, blessed enough. God was moving in incredible ways. The trainers, the uh, the athletic staff, The doctors, all the medical personnel were able to get him quickly enough and then taken to the hospital in Cincinnati. And this week he was taken home to Buffalo where he's recovering. But throughout all of this, we saw prayer. We saw so much prayer literally right there on the field. And for those who don't follow the NFL closely, it's nothing new. And even those who do follow the NFL closely thought this is Wow, it's extraordinary, and it is, but as someone who created this show to use this platform to speak to athletes about it, we see players after every game, every week, do a prayer circle right around midfield, and it's they get on their knee, they hold hands, and they, there's always a group. Sometimes it could be five, six, seven. Sometimes it's 15, 16, 17. So this happens every week, weekend and weekend. You always see the camera like quickly pan out and, and all of that stuff. But that's fine. Some of us notice and, and we appreciate that. And, and this week there was no denying for the deniers, for those who don't want to talk about praying for DeMar Hamlin or praying for anyone and sending out good thoughts and sending out vibes and sending out whatever you want to call it a moment of uh, reflection. No, it was flat out prayer. Prayer. DeMar's a guy who with uh, the, the eye black draws yeah. a cross on his face right. before every game. He wears the number three. Like you look at so much that happened after he went into on Monday night and he went to the hospital and then he was sedated and he had a tube in his throat. On the third day, he spoke. Uh, in the game, in his team's first game, the the team had, the Buffalo Bills had three touchdowns. They intercepted three passes. The first play of the game, Naheem Hines returns a kickoff for a touchdown for the first time in for the team in three years and three months. Like, it's just incredible. And, and then afterwards, like, that moved Josh Allen, Bills quarterback, who... 
He's never been a guest on Faith on the Field. He's been a guest on my AP Pro Football podcast, but now I can talk to him about Faith right. on the Field. After that game on Sunday when when they won and he was just reflecting on all of that and as soon as he he brought up the 3 years and 3 months and just made that he, he teared up, he choked up and he was like I was going up and down the sideline telling my teammates God's real. Like if if you don't believe in God after all of this, man, I don't know what kind of sign you need. But prayer for DeMar Hamlin, the way this country rallied around each other, the way no matter who you were, what you look like, what your favorite team is, any people were just rallying around in prayer. And you are obviously, the, I call you the queen of prayer because mm-hmm. yes. you're always praying for everything. I, I pray. I, I always say it. I annoy God with like the littlest <laughs> things because I pray 24-7 because to me, I don't just call it a prayer. I just call it communication. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just, it's kind of like when you, I communicate with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're married, we communicate. Well, I communicate with Jesus all day long. Like <laughs> how could I not, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I love him. He loves me. He He cares about me. He cares about my little details. So just like how I tell you everything, I tell him everything. I want to be involved. I want him to be involved in my life. I want the Holy Spirit to guide me. And that happens through prayer. Um, and yeah, it's funny to me when people like call it, you know, sending you thoughts and vibes and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Well, that's, but, that's people yeah. who say that are doing that. That's what they feel like. They don't believe in prayer, right. I, I guess, but. But I mean, believe it or not, you're sent, you're still sending up to God, so you, it's going up there. <laughs> it's the same mail address; <laughs> it all goes there. Whatever, whatever title you want to slap on it, it goes up there. Um, but yeah, it was so crazy watching that. I have never watched anything like that. I was praying the entire time watching it, and um, it I remember scary. telling you, yeah. I know. I just I feel like something just told me. This guy's going to wake up and he's going to have an insane testimony. Mm-hmm. And um, and he did wake up. I'm just waiting for the testimony. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. Um, and, I'm sure it's coming. But look how, at, at least like we still, I know we didn't get a testimony from him yet, but look mm-hmm. at everybody else's testimony yeah. regarding like, okay, when we come together, good things happen. When mm-hmm. we pray together, good things happen. When we collectively uh, say, okay, we're going to unite for that one cause and, mm-hmm. and do something good about it and, and pray about it, great things happen. I mm-hmm. mean, we're talking from death to life for real. Yeah. You know, we're not talking about like, oh, this was cute. No, this, the guy died for like back to life. literally yeah. nine minutes on the, on the field. field. And he was, I, mean, I don't know all those it, details. I don't understand. <laughs> The medical part right, of it, but right. when, when CPR stops, and then a defibrillator, stops, right? Know? Your heart stops. Yeah. yeah your heart stops. Um, so, wow. yeah, that that's incredible. I mean, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but prayer works. And yeah. in the Bible says if uh, one or two of yeah. you uh, come together and pray in my name, you know, it will happen. So... I am with you. Yeah, more than one or two. I mean, there was millions of people praying. You know what's crazy is that I actually used that quote in a... Dan Orlovsky, who's a friend of uh, the show, he's been um, on here way back, gosh, in our early years, former NFL quarterback, now is an analyst for ESPN, literally prayed 
live on TV during NFL Live, which was really awesome. It was it was a, a, a bold thing to do, and I reached out to him immediately after that and, and you know, texted him and, and said that was awesome. And he's like, hey, Rob, it was on my heart, mm-hmm. um, and, and I had to do it. And then I just replied to uh, a video. I'm not sure who it was who posted the video, but I replied to the video, and all I did was pr- say, proud of you, bro. And I wrote that exact Bible verse that you just recited. Jesus saying, when right. two or more gathered in my name, I am there with yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And that response to that tweet has, gosh, it's probably close to like a million. I, I don't know. It just blew up. It blew up. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool that people out there just appreciate a response that included that. And uh, it, it was it was nice to see someone write an article. I think it was on Fox News. I'm not sure, and then quote that tweet. And rather than refer, I love the fact that they said "Faith on a Field" show host yeah. rather than any, anything else. Because I, I got other titles. Obviously, uh, right. I'm AP NFL writer, but they wrote "Faith on a Field" show host Rob Motti tweeted this, and and uh, that that was pretty cool. So the, the responses that I've received are. In re- unreal, like like you were saying, uniting people. Here, here's someone saying, um, "This man has brought a nation together." Yeah. Uh, amen to this. I said, "Look at God." From the moment the first kickoff return was taking place, touching story. I'm just reading, like scrolling down. Uh, wow, this young man is moved. God is real. Like I'm just reading the the way you better say it, Josh. God is other people. Like they're loving it, and I think that that is, it's incredible. I think it's awesome to see this. How Demar Hamlin in a scary, scary, horrifying scene that you never want to, you never want to see, it has been able to really unify everybody. And prayer is so powerful. Prayer is the one way. Like when you feel hopeless, when you feel whatever you're feeling, people turn to like it's in those moments. Even those who the un like those who are not I don't want to say unbelievers, but are like farthest removed, they turn to prayer. And what I want to say today is I want to encourage people not to wait until that moment. Like don't wait until you desperately need God to reach out. Jesus is there. Always willing, waiting, hoping, wanting to build that relationship with us, wanting to connect with us. And all we have to do is is start, reach out and start building that relationship. We don't have to wait until our desperate moment. Right. And how rare was that to happen, right? And sometimes I feel like we we miss the point. Like this was so rare for it to happen and it was so rare for it to happen at such a high level. And mm. it was so rare to happen on like national television. Monday night football, and 25 it, million people. Right. Watching. It, wow. it was so rare for like the game to stop and they don't continue. Mm-hmm. It, everything about this whole thing was so rare mm. that you cannot deny, cannot deny that God was just all over this thing. Wow. Like he knew and I'm not saying he brought it to him. I'm just saying God always uses the craziest, most in- weird, insane moments to bring about something incredible. Mm-hmm. He doesn't miss an opportunity, you know, and he doesn't. And maybe it, it was also his way of saying, let's, re- let's unite, let's unite, let's pray. Let's not forget prayers. Let's not forget the power of prayers. I mean, let, it, let this be a great reminder, like you're saying, to not miss the rare moments mm-hmm. that happen and just say, okay, we're going to unite 
over this and we're going to pray and we're going to see miracles happen because miracles still do happen to this day. So that was a miracle in itself. That right there was a miracle. That was hopefully something we never witness again in sports or, or at all. I know, and you see the the people replying, "Hey, this happens in youth sports, and this." Ha-. I hope it doesn't happen yeah, to anybody, I right? I hope it, yeah. I hope it never happens at all, anywhere. It's scary, it's horrifying. We we don't want anything like that to happen. But here is a, a moment that could have been so bad, mm-hmm. and thankfully, by the grace of God, as so many people have said, Demar Hamlin is recovering. He's doing remarkably well in his recovery. And here's a moment where everyone around the country united in prayer. And my hope is that we continue uniting for everything and also for those to realize that prayer isn't that that go-to, that desperate moment. Yeah, God's there. He wants you. He wants to hear from you. But man, I've told you how often my life... how. My life went from one direction to another when I reached out to Jesus and built that relationship. And constant prayer, constant prayer, daily prayer, not just morning, night, on your knees. Like people, you don't have to do that. And I love because Brandon will talk about that. You don't have to be in those official, what we thought is an official way of prayer in church. Pray every day, all day, anywhere, at any times. Jesus is listening. Up next, you're going to hear from Brandon Copeland. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. Hey, this is Rob Motti. Online sexual exploitation of children is a hidden crime, and it's time we expose it. A new immersive podcast tells the story of Ruby, who was trafficked into this crime when she was 16 years old. The podcast takes the listener through Ruby's journey and what's being done to fight this terrible crime. Check it out at IJM.org slash Ruby. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonafieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on a Field, and tell a friend or two about the show. 
I want to take a minute to thank all of our wonderful sponsors, International Justice Mission and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Brandon Copeland, played 10 seasons in the NFL. Most recently, he played for the Ravens. Brandon is a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, teaches finance. He's got a lot going on. He does great work in the community. I'm grateful to my friend Christy Ream at 8 Degrees PR for connecting us. Here's my conversation with Brandon Copeland. Brandon, welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. I appreciate your time, man. It's been a a difficult week for everyone in the NFL community. And as a a 10-year veteran, as a guy who played this season, right? Um, obviously, there's got to be a lot of emotions. Were you watching that game Monday night live? No, actually. saw DeMar Hamlin? Yeah, no, I, I was not watching it, but I remember uh, there was a time where, you know, I just, my phone, my, my watch just started zoom, 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 I'm like, what the heck is going on? So, you know, pick up my phone and, you know, are you watching the game? Are you watching the game? Praying for this kid, you know? So, obviously, you know, turn on the TV, catch up. And, and um, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, everybody's heart is going out to him. We're praying for him, praying for his family. Um, you know, I I, I, uh, I have a buddy, my team teammate, my college teammate, Greg Van Roten, who's on the Bills um, as an offensive lineman now. And so, you know, again, just, just hearts out to that entire organization and that entire city. Um, but, um, you know, we're, we're just hoping that, uh, hoping that he pulls through and, and we create another uh, hero story from this. Yeah, for sure. Were you ever involved uh, in an incident or saw another player, a teammate where they needed an ambulance for something else, whether it was neck, spinal cord, back, something like that? Fortunately, I've never been involved in seeing a teammate need to be, you know, immobilized and moved off of the field. I've I've seen, I mean, uh, well, for a neck injury, I should say, I've seen femurs broken. I've seen, you know, ACLs, all of those types of things I've seen. Uh, yeah, I've seen seen a lot, um, heard a lot of screams, pain, all of that type of stuff. Been through my own issues as well, too, but um, but n- never seen anything like that. And I think that that's um, it's, you know, the, the, the scariest thing is that's the type of memory that doesn't, you know, that scars you for life. Right. That scars is going to scar um, the community for life. And I think that, um, you know, again, we just got to pray. We got to talk to each other. I'm glad that people are having conversations and and also taking the time to stop and and ask how you're doing, you know, um, how are you feeling? And and I hope that uh, we continue that. We don't just allow that to uh, fade off after a, a couple of weeks here. The NFL and the NFLPA obviously have so many different resources available to players from a mental wellness, mental health standpoint and it's much different than two three four five years ago even where it's something that we openly talk about that and encourage guys to to seek that help to get that help uh as a player are you aware how aware are you of those resources and and how many guys do you think know that and and are accessing those especially at a time like this yeah i mean i hope especially now i hope a lot of players are aware of that if if uh you know, honestly, if your team hasn't made you aware of that now today, then that's a shame on them. But I will say in, in the past, uh, every team that I've been on, I've been on a lot of teams at this point. Right. Every team that I've been on has made us fully aware that those resources exist. Um, and, you know, ultimately it's on us as players to to take advantage of those resources and not just take advantage, use those resources that they're there for us. Right. Um, a lot of the things we're dealing with in life, we're dealing with for the first time we're dealing with. Um, a number of other pressures outside of the injury with DeMar, but, you know, family 
pulling at you. You're dealing with being away from family. You're dealing with a number of money for the first time. And so um, the the toughest thing I will say, because I know that a lot of us talk about like, you know, the awareness, as you mentioned, it's like the, the NFL schedule is the, a demanding schedule as well, too. Um, and so as all of us know, all of us as individuals know, it's the easiest person to push to the wayside is yourself. And so, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully people overall take more time this year to focus on themselves, uh, you know, be selfish so that they can be selfless um, and really time block, do whatever they need to do to actually work on, um, again, self-care. Those words right there, I, I don't want to just gloss over them. Be selfish so you can be selfless. I think that's that's powerful, Brandon. That, that's great advice. Can you expand on that a little bit so nobody misses the point of being selfish, taking care of yourself so you can be selfless for others, for family, for children, for whoever it is that you're taking care of? Yeah, no, I, I uh, that's something I started using maybe four or five years into my career where I realized that um, you know, my community, the things that I want to do, my dreams and aspirations only go as far as I go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so whether you're an NFL player or whether you're a single mom trying to provide for your kids and your family or whether you're uh, somebody running a nonprofit organization who's overworked and tired or a teacher. Right. Like whoever you are, uh, you got to be selfish in order to have the ability to be selfless, because uh, obviously we know there are so many different things that can derail your progress and your your quote unquote livelihood or success. And if that happens and if that happens because you're being too selfless in the beginning, you never get the chance and the opportunity to be that beacon and that light that you uh, are meant to be for your family, that provider, whatever it may be. Right. Maybe you're just putting a smile on somebody else's face at the office. But ultimately, if you don't give your chance, if you don't give yourself a chance by being selfless, selfish in certain moments, then again, you'll never have that chance to be selfless. Very well said, man. Hey, the NFL did the right thing right on Monday. They, there was no way anybody can continue playing that game. Um, So they suspended it. Now they're putting the games this weekend on schedule no changes as yet. How difficult do you think it's going to be, not just for Bills players with the uncertainty surrounding their teammate, but man, I heard guys across the league say, you know, I, I don't I don't know if I can if I want to play because football, Brandon, in the sport where if your mind's not in it, your heart's not like you can get hurt if you're not right. there physically, mentally, everything. Yeah, I mean, uh as we know, the human spirit is resilient. Um it's wild for anyone to think about going out there and, and playing football while, you know, we understand that one of our our comrades, our brothers, our peers is, you know, literally fighting for his life. Um, you know, I, I I will never question or lack confidence in the fact that us as players will find a way whatever way the NFL decides to go, whether it's play games, postpone games, push the season back, whatever they do. Uh, you know, again, us as players, we we find a way to get through. Us as a uh, a union, we find a way to get through. Us as a entire, you know, industry, I mean, we found a way to get through. Um, and so, you know, regardless of the decisions, those things are uh, way above my pay grade, clearly. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. 
Roger Goodell could let me borrow five dollars if he wanted to. But, um, <laughs> you know, those things are, are way above my pay grade, clearly. But, uh, you know, regardless, I'm, I'm sure that the men that make up the the NFL, the women, the entire staff, the teams, et cetera, they will find a way to um, to inspire people. You know, simply put, I think that that's the biggest thing is, you know, the one thing that I'm the one thing that I personally am um, noticing about this entire thing is, you know, for (laughs) the first time in a long time, a lot of people are just coming together and banding together and and sticking on the same side and and rowing in the same direction. And so, um, again, I think that hopefully, you know, hopefully DeMar uh, comes out of this in a, in a beautiful, amazing way. I always pray that he comes out of this stronger than ever. It's the way I prayed for myself going into surgeries and coming out of surgeries. Um, but but ultimately, um, I also hope in that same breath, we can inspire other people to continue to stick together as glue. Because listen, I mean, the the, the power of prayer, I know people believe different things out there, but you know, the, the power of prayer, I think it has kept this this young man going right now, and that that power of unity has kept this young man going. So um, hopefully, we keep that rolling as he continues to to come back to us. Man, I firmly believe in the power of prayer. Uh, I'm a guy who is completely and totally on board with how important that is in, in these situations, in any situations, praying to good moments, praying to bad moments. And I've been encouraged, Brandon, seeing, for example, every team in the NFL using the same avatar on Twitter, pray for DeMar and, and his number and, and the Bills colors. So that's been encouraging for me to, to see that. What does it mean to you to pray? What, is, what does that mean, the power of prayer? What does that mean to you, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a conversation with God. Um, I pray all the time. I pray, you know, when when I found out that you didn't have to necessarily pray, um, you know, traditionally closing your eyes, like you can pray while you're driving, you can pray while um, you're taking your kids for a walk. Like, I, for me, it's, it's um, again, it's a, it's a check-in. It's, you know, making sure God knows that I'm thankful for everything that, that I have today. I'm content. I'm, um, I'm, I'm blessed and I, pre- I'm appreciative. And, and also, you know, unfortunately, I will say, you know, like most of us, most of the time, I'm also asking for something, you know, and I'm right now, obviously, we're asking for DeMar's health. My grandmother is going through her own issues as well, too. So I've been kind of, you know, I've been tugging, tugging at God a little bit, you know, but uh, ultimately, you know, I, I, when I'm praying, I'm having a conversation with God and I'm um, I know he's listening, you know, and, and some things he doesn't answer in my time. All right. But um, as somebody told me years ago when I was in Detroit with the chapel chaplain, uh, you know, there's these marathons that go on in the cities and there's people who end up purchasing like the the sky boxes and the skyscrapers and they watch the marathon you know, they look like little ants running around and, and ultimately there are certain turns that you see as the runner, but you don't see the big picture. And and so right now, again, we're we're the runners and we're we're not seeing the big picture. So uh, although he might not answer in our time, sometimes, you know, I, I understand that for me, everything happens for a reason and, and I'm very happy. I'm I'm the man I am because of my scars, because of all of the the ups and downs and beautiful things I've I've been through. 
Stated so beautifully, man. Appreciate that, man. Hey, thank you so much, Brandon. Really appreciate your time. Uh, Wish you a ton of blessings, my friend. Likewise, Rob. Stay blessed, man. That's it for this week. Thank you to Brandon Copeland. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our Faith on a Field Show team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage.